This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. Right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. And thank you for tuning into the show. Let's move on, folks. Enough with that guy, girl, or whatever it is. I was just uh, giving you an example of how even the so-called uh, MAGA alpha males are cheering this stuff on. And look, I don't really care. You know, what people do. What bothers me is when you say, listen, uh, once they're an adult, if they want to mutilate their genitals and take hormones and turn themselves into some sort of a, a transhuman it's not a trans it's a transhuman um monster you know some barbie doll that's okay well i i don't think it's okay like i believe in people's freedom and liberty but if the person suffers from mental illness and i've had people in my personal life who have over the years that would have identified as uh, someone hanging from a belt from their garage ceiling. Well, I wasn't going to hand them a belt and tell them it was okay to identify as uh, a chandelier. Yeah, you identify as a chandelier here. Let me help you string yourself up to the ceiling. Unfortunately, what's happened is the mental health system over the years has become so corrupt that instead of trying to treat the symptom, right, this is like the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex with disease. And instead of saying, listen, you've been, uh, you're sick because you've been drinking polluted water, you know, we just treat the symptom with big pharma drugs. It's the same thing. Instead of getting to the root cause, the childhood trauma, were they molested? Did their father beat them? What happened? We just treat the symptom. We go, oh, you're feeling like a woman? Okay, here's a razor blade. Just chop it off. And so that, that's what disgusts me. Uh, and unfortunately, someone like me, I'm an outcast, and I couldn't even say that on Facebook. I'd be probably totally uh, thrown off there, number one. Number two, I would lose all the family and friends. I mean, I don't consider those people my friends, but I, I would lose any sort of 
standing inside that community. So if I speak out, what good does it do? I'll be the outcast. If I go, hey, listen, maybe we need to try to get him some help. Then people will say, you're terrible. You don't like the way he looks. You're transphobic. So I just don't get involved with the conversation. I abstain from the conversation. I just spy on it from the outside as I watch the uh, circus that we live in and the decay of our society and culture. Uh, All right, let's go on. Paragraph 230. The more dangerous leftists, that is, those who are most power hungry, are often characterized by arrogance or by a dogmatic approach to ideology. However, the most dangerous leftists of all may be certain over-socialized types who avoid irritating displays of aggressiveness and refrain from advertising their leftism, but who work quietly and unobtrusively to promote their collectivist values. Quote, enlightened, end quote, psychological techniques for socializing children, dependence of the individual on the system, and so forth. Now, if you want to just try to understand this, take it from, if you're still paying attention to politics or you did the last five or six years, just take it from the standpoint of when people would say, listen, You know, AOC, Nancy Pelosi, these folks, at least I know what they are. They admit what they are. They're trying to destroy, in in this case, America or the Constitution. But it's the rhinos, the Republicans in name only, the rhinos in the Republican Party that are the evil ones because they're kind of the crypto leftists. They're the crypto anti-constitutionalists that are working in cahoots with the leftists. All right, so think of it that way. They're hiding in plain sight they disguise themselves it goes on to say right here these crypto leftists as we may call them uh, approximate certain bourgeois types as far as practical action is concerned but differ from them in psychology ideology and motivation the ordinary bourgeois tries to bring people under control of the system in order to protect his way of life or he does so simply because his attitudes are conventional The crypto leftist tries to bring people under control of the system because he is a true believer in collectivist ideology. The crypto leftist is differentiated from the average leftist of the over-socialized type by the fact that his rebellious impulse is weaker and he is more securely socialized. He is differentiated from the ordinary well-socialized bourgeois by the fact that their is some deep lack within him that makes it necessary for him to devote himself to a cause and immerse himself in a collectivity. And maybe his well-sublimated drive for power is stronger than that of the average bourgeois. Now, it's interesting because I've met a lot of these type of folks, if you try to put them into these uh, boxes, these definitions, right? I, I know several. They, they came out of the you know, 60s leftist movement. Now, I know some old tree-hugging liberal hippies that are all about freedom, liberty, and clean food, right? But there are certain ones that came out of that movement. Maybe they adopted the hippie clothing. Uh, maybe they were wearing the... Um, you know, the scarfs on their head and the bell-bottom jeans, but they weren't really about freedom, liberty, and clean food. So as the years went on, they started to disguise themselves, 
uh, in society to fit in with the suburban middle class. But even today, you get in a conversation with them, uh, especially over COVID land, the high school theater production, and they're always trying to drive you into the system while you have to conform with the system. Uh, Those people are everywhere, folks. I'm sure you've run into them. Just take notice of it next time. And maybe they don't think about this. It's not... um, sort of this uh, conscious decision it's subconscious all right i think that's in a lot of them it's just like we say with the evil power hungry folks do they get up every morning and they go mirror mirror on the wall as they're staring into their mirror smoking a cigarette out of their long cigarette holder with their creepy smoking jacket on their mirror mirror on the wall i'm klaus schwab the evilest of them all do they really do that or do they think they're actually helping society? It makes them more dangerous if they actually believe they're helping society than if they know that they're actually evil, right? And then they go blend into society, and they actually do believe they're helping people, so they go out and preach this, like, universal basic income, welfare, all these things help people. When we know it's pretty simple, if you teach a man to fish, he'll feed himself for a lifetime. If you give him a fish, he's going to end up homeless behind a McDonald's dumpster. Right along with uh, the crackhead, transgender, non-binary guy that I know. All right, folks, we're moving into a section here called Final Note. And this is paragraph 231. It says, throughout this article, we made imprecise statements and statements that ought to have had all sorts of qualifications and reservations attached to them, and some of our statements may be flatly false. Lack of sufficient information, the need for brevity, made it impossible for us to formulate our assertions more precisely or add all the necessary qualifications. And of course, in a discussion of this kind, one must rely heavily on uh, intuitive judgment. And that can sometimes be wrong. So we don't claim that this article expresses more than a crude approximation to the truth. Uh, I should actually have that uh, statement at the end of every show because that's the way I feel. I mean, we use facts. We use articles, white papers, speeches, panel discussions. um, And then when I give my opinion... I try to be very clear about that. But at the end of the day, you can never be 100% precise because, one, the system is constantly moving. It's constantly evolving. It was back in 95. It's even more so now as technology reaches this point of exponential growth. Every day you wake up, the world will be completely different than it was yesterday. So as you're trying to battle this and lay out your... Uh, explanation of exactly what the system is, where it came from, where it is today, where it's going, it's going to change. And sometimes you just have to use your gut. And people like myself that are trying to tell the story and navigate you through this crazy world, sometimes I have to fill in the blanks using common sense, critical thinking. And really, I do go with my gut a lot of times. And I'll say to you, uh, hey, I guarantee this uh, EEG stuff is going to come out in VR and AR headsets. Why? My gut tells me that. And then the next day I research it and I go, "Mm, there it was. There it is. It's right there, folks, coming out in VR and AR goggles. All right, let's continue under final note, paragraph 232, all the same. 
We are reasonably confident that the general outlines of the picture we have painted here are roughly correct. Just one possible weak point needs to be mentioned. We have portrayed leftism in its modern form as a phenomenon peculiar to our time and as a symptom of the disruption of the power process. But we might possibly be wrong about this. Over-socialized types who try to satisfy their drive for power by imposing their morality on everyone have certainly been around for a long time. But we think that the decisive role played by feelings of inferiority, low self-esteem, powerlessness, identification with victims by people who are not themselves victims is a peculiarity of modern leftism. Identification with victims by people not themselves victims can be seen to some extent in 19th century leftism and early Christianity. But as far as we can make out, symptoms of low self-esteem, etc. were not nearly so evident in these movements or in any other movements as they are in modern leftism. But we are not in a position to assert confidently that no such movements have existed prior to modern leftism. This is a significant question to which historians ought to give their attention. We'll see. That's the thing about this author I found throughout this paper, folks, is that he's very honest about the assessments and the assertions that he's making. And so he's saying maybe historians ought to look into us. Well, historians aren't going to look into this because no one's interested in understanding where the ideas of mental illness and low self-esteem and such came from. But obviously, I see it everywhere. If you walk around, uh, you will see low self-esteem all over the place. And I do believe low self-esteem is a product of the technological system. I think once we connected the world through the phone and then eventually through the internet uh, and then all of a sudden you have social media, you have reality shows you have everyone trying to uh, live up to the idea of uh, you know trying to keep up with the, the Benjamins and in this case the Benjamins are the Kardashians so it's keeping up with the Kardashians and so not everyone could be worth billions of dollars and then these people end up with low self esteem if they don't become uh, the greatest basketball player in the world or the greatest social media star the great, whatever see when you lived in a small local community that wasn't connected to the rest of the world it really didn't matter uh, if you wanted to be a cowboy, you strive to be as good as that cowboy who was the cowboy in your community. And that person would generally take you under their wing, mentor you, and you'd become a fantastic cowboy. And unfortunately now, just with all of the technological uh, infrastructure that's been built, there's just too many things coming at you all the time, and you're trying to compete with stuff that may not even be real. It's orchestrated. It's propped up by the system. So you could never get to that point. It's like with me. I understand with the podcast, with the way that I'm doing it and staying independent, I will never be Joe Rogan. I will never be Glenn Beck. That will not be allowed because I am not a product of the system. I am outside of the system. I mean, I'm putting my show out through the technological infrastructure, but I am not owned by the system. I'm not paid by the system. I'm not controlled by the system. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I think once you understand that you're living in some sort of a uh, creation, it's an illusion, then set your goals in a realistic fashion. 
Because if you believe you're going to wake up one day, uh, if you're in the gold business, and the next thing you know, you're going to be as popular as somebody on uh, one of the reality shows, Gold Rush or Pawn Stars or something, that's not going to happen, folks. Those people are products of the system. All right, I'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I have to make some ad revenue because I am a product of the system. No, I'm not. My name is Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. Right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. And we appreciate you dropping by. And if you want an explanation of what's going on with Apple, just go back to part one. And I'll explain that to you folks. I apologize, but it is out of our control we're working on some solutions to this issue and as soon as we have them we will let you know ladies and gentlemen we will let you know all right so we're at the end of the paper and the author now has uh, four pages of notes and i'm going to go through these notes uh rather quickly uh but i want to put them in here because i'm trying to show respect to the author who put this together, and since we spent several episodes reviewing it, I'm going to put their notes in there. It says, uh, paragraph 19, so this is note one, paragraph 19, we are asserting that all or even most bullies and ruthless competitors suffer from feelings of inferiority. Um, number two, paragraph 25, during the Victorian period, many over-socialized people suffered from serious psychological problems as a result of repressing or trying to repress their sexual feelings. Freud apparently based his theories on people of this type. Today, the focus of socialization has shifted from sex to aggression. All right, number three, paragraph 27, not necessarily including specialists in engineering or the hard sciences. Now, folks, if you want to find this, you can just uh, Google industrial society in its future PDF, and you'll find a few different versions of this out there. Uh, Number four, paragraph 28, there are many individuals of the middle and upper classes who resist some of these values, but usually their resistance is more or less covert. Such resistance appears in the mass media only to a very limited extent. The main thrust of propaganda in our society is in favor of the stated values. The main reason why these values have become so to speak, the official values of our society is that they are useful to the industrial system. So this is talking about propagandizing folks into 
the system. Violence is discouraged because it disrupts the functioning of the system. Racism is discouraged because ethnic conflicts also disrupt the system. And discrimination wastes the talents of minority group members who could be useful to the system. Poverty must be cured because the underclass causes problems for the system and contact with the underclass lowers the morale of the other classes women are encouraged to have careers because their talents are useful to the system and more importantly because by having regular jobs women become better integrated into the system and tied directly to it rather than their uh, rather uh, than to their families um you know, that's a subject that I generally have shied away from on this show, but I've talked about in the past, uh, and and I would consider myself to be uh, an anti-fake you know, fake feminist movement. I, I, I'm not into the fact that a guy should come home and drink a beer and beat his wife, uh, but at the same time, I also believe that uh, taking care of the household and raising the children is actually the more important of the two jobs if you want to say one is more important than the other where the man goes to work whether he's going out in the field to hunt an elk and bring it back home um, or he's going to the coal mine to earn a paycheck and then be able to bring bacon home from the grocery store to feed the family the woman is uh, taking care of the household raising the children obviously the man has total respect for the woman or he would not uh, trust her with you know quote-unquote his children right Uh, i think when you actually back this uh, dynamic up to before the industrial society and you look at it from the perspective i just mentioned where the guy goes out into the woods and he's hunting an elk to bring home the meat and feed his children and the woman is at home maybe gathering uh, potatoes and stuff around the house and actually protecting the kids while the man is out they were equals in the partnership complete and total equals and the system actually did not like that and so they create this fake feminist movement which then tells a woman she is looked down upon and she's not equal because she's not out in the workforce working in the coal mine alongside her husband. And if she does, she's only making 77 cents on the dollar and she needs to make a dollar compared to the guy who makes a dollar. Before you know, men and women are competing over stupid jobs that are within the system in order to make money and bring food back to the house and pay for the roof over the head. And so the system did not like that. Uh, As they said, they wanted to socialize women into the technological system uh, rather than being a mama bear, right, who would defend her children, who would say, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to have pedophiles teaching the kids in the school and dressing up as drag queens and coming in and doing puppet shows with no pants on we're not going to allow that to happen that's how the women would have been the uh, protectors of the kids but now that they've socialized a lot of women into that system the women now become defenders of the pedophiles doing the pantsless puppet shows uh, while they're dressed up in drag queen costumes looking like zombie monsters from you know the final apocalypse or something uh, rather than defending their children because being socialized into the system and caring about what other people think about you is 
is actually more important now than raising the kids. So we, we can do a whole entire show on this. But ladies out there, I respect you more than ever. Uh, I watched uh, Maggie labor for 57 hours like a champion. And I think at the end of the day in this system, if your husband is going off to work and you are actually staying at home and taking care of the house and raising the kids, in the end, you have the most important job. I mean, the, man, the man's job is important. He's got to make money to bring it home for food, but you're actually raising the kids, which once you have kids, that's really what life is all about. So it's something you could think about. Um, if you could set up in a homestead-style community, and you don't need to bring in uh, money necessarily, right? If you figure out how to build a life that's free of the system, uh, would you not want to stay home and have your son, uh, husband go out and hunt the grizzly bear and you stay home? Or do you want to go out there and compete with him on who gets the biggest grizzly bear? I mean, why would you want to do that? Um, you stay home and you educate the kids and teach them how to survive in the world. To me, that's super important incredibly important but in that lifestyle again i think the man and the woman the husband and the wife the mom and the dad are actually equal 100 percent equal it's the system that created the divide between men and women and that was intentional it goes on to say this helps to weaken family solidarity there you go the leaders of the system say they want to strengthen the family but they really mean is they want the family to serve as an effective tool for socializing children in accord with the needs of the system we argue in paragraphs 51 52 that the system cannot afford to let the family or other small-scale social groups be strong or autonomous and and then again that's a hundred percent true there so they want to break down the family the same thing as if mom and dad are working a full-time job each or even a full-time and a side hustle or two full-time jobs then the kids are generally dropped off at a government daycare center or a daycare center where the people running it were brought up through the system and so your children are being raised by the state being propagandized by state material not just say drag queen story hour but propagandized by the entire structure of the system right you have to sit there and be a good little robot uh, they teach them everything to be able to live inside that system now as i mentioned on the show before with willie g i have to teach him how to survive outside the system and inside the system because if he chooses to live in the system and i don't set him up with the tools to survive and hopefully thrive if he so chooses to thrive inside the system then i didn't do a very good job i can't raise him in the wild and then throw him into uh, silicon valley to go to work it just wouldn't be really fair so you have to find the balance but i am going to explain to him as soon as he can comprehend things what the system actually is i'm not going to give him any fiction folks i'm going to say this is the system do you want to live in that system uh, and there's nothing wrong with that to think there's something wrong with that means that you're so socialized into the system that you can't tell your kid the truth about the system it's like refusing to tell them that there's no santa claus because you just want to fit into the the system uh, just think about that uh this is why i decided to go through these um these uh notes here uh, note 5, paragraph 42, it may be argued that the majority of people don't want to make their own decisions, but want leaders to do their thinking for them. Okay, this is what I talk about all the time, that 
the majority of folks out there, I guess, want to be slaves. Goes on to say there is an element of truth in this. People like to make their own decisions in small matters, but making decisions on difficult fundamental questions requires facing up to psychological conflict, and most people hate psychological conflict. Hence, they tend to lean on others in making difficult decisions. But it does not follow that they like to have decisions imposed on them without having an opportunity to influence those decisions. The majority of people are natural followers, not leaders, but they like to have direct personal access to their leaders. They want to be able to influence the leaders and participate to some extent, making even the difficult decisions. At least to that degree, they need autonomy. So uh, I've read some uh, on this. I've studied some of this, that the majority of people are followers, uh, not leaders. Unfortunately, what happens, as Maria Albanese calls the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, calls them the anchors. And so the anchors, they are the sheep. And they want to be bossed around, like under COVID land, the high school theater production. The problem is, is that when the majority, or at least the perceived majority, or combine that with mass media propaganda, says there is a majority, right, they they want everyone to be vaccinated, and the anchors go out and they get vaccinated, it drags the rest of us down. Now, we are not really leaders, right, because we're not trying to lead movements. We are trying to persuade people, but we have to start to be sheepdogs, all right, and look at the rest as sheep, and then the leaders will call them wolves, right? They're the wolves that are leading the sheep to slaughter. We have to be as cunning as the wolf, but we have to be a sheepdog that are trying to lead the sheep away from slaughter, Uh, In this case, it would be leading them towards technology and technocracy or leading them away back to wild nature. Let's look at note six, paragraph 44. Some of the symptoms listed are similar to those shown by caged animals. To explain how these symptoms arrive from deprivation with respect to the power process, common sense understanding of human nature tells one that lack of goals whose attainment requires efforts to uh, effort leads to boredom, and that boredom, long continued, often leads to eventually to depression. Failure to attain goals leads to frustration and lowering of self-esteem. Frustration leads to anger, anger to aggression, often in the form of spouse or child abuse. It has been shown that long-continued frustration commonly leads to depression, and that depression tends to cause guilt, sleep disorders, eating disorders, and bad feelings about oneself. Those are tending towards depression seek pleasure. As an antidote, hence insatiable uh, hedonism and excessive sex with uh, perversions as a means of getting new kicks. Boredom, too, tends to cause excessive pleasure-seeking since lacking other goals. People often use pleasure as a goal. And this makes total sense, right? So the further they're moving you away from your DNA wiring, you are going to end up depressed when you can't succeed inside the system you're going to feel depressed and that's going to lead to low self-esteem it's going to lead to frustration it's going to lead to alcoholism it's going to lead to drug abuse it's going to lead to uh, excessive uh, pornography it's going to lead to gambling it's going to lead to uh, transgenderism folks where people are actually confused about their own genders. Uh, They're so messed up. Our wiring has been moved so far away from what our DNA is actually wired to do 
we end up with all these problems that we're seeing today. They are creations of the system. All right. It's pressure from living inside a system that is not actually natural. On top of it, add all the pollutants, uh, the radio waves, the 5G, the polluted water, soil, air, food, and all that other stuff. goes on to say the foregoing is a simplification. Reality is more complex. And, of course, deprivation with respect to the power process is not only cause of the symptoms described. By the way, when we mention depression, we do not necessarily mean depression that is severe enough to be treated by a psychiatrist, which, folks, you don't want to do that today because they're all corrupt and have been absorbed into the system only there to treat your symptoms and drug you up or push you towards uh, genital mutilation. It goes on to say, often only mild forms of depression are involved, and when we speak of goals, we do not necessarily mean long-term goals, thought-out goals. For many or most people, through much of human history, the goals of a hand-to-mouth existence, merely providing oneself and one's family of food from day to day, have been quite sufficient. All right, so that that's talking about though living in the wild and nature and going out and catching a, a rabbit to eat for dinner, and then tomorrow you got to go out and catch a fish. Unfortunately, in the system that we live in, you have to constantly make money. Obviously, you see this right now with inflation. I'm going to do a special show using the uh, Facebook national groups for Instacart and gig workers. I'm going to do a show on this soon. Because it's really sad. I'm seeing uh, real people around the country be driven into third world status, running around doing anything to make a buck, just picking up groceries, cleaning an apartment. I mean, people literally competing. Uh, it's a race to the bottom inside technocracy. Like I saw somebody talk about they went and helped clean an apartment and stage it for a photo shoot off some gig app, and they were happy that they made $70 for the day. Even if you worked every day, that's $2,100. I mean, I mean, with the cost of rent, like you can't even afford rent. It's really sad, but it's proof that the technocratic system is destroying people right now ladies and gentlemen when i get back i'll continue to destroy the technocracy my job is to expose it and tear it down ladies and gentlemen i'll be back this dust and gold with the dust and gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dust and gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 